This is Agatha Brewer, and you're listening to the Intentional Solopreneur Podcast, the show about how to launch and grow a successful service-based business. In each episode, I show you how to build a business on purpose, one that lights you up, keeps you inspired, and helps you make a bigger impact on the world. I share both marketing strategy and my best mindset tips to help you get the clarity and confidence you need to succeed as a new business owner. Hi there, everyone. So today I wanted to cover the concept of reciprocity in marketing. Um, So I'm going to go over this and hopefully it will help you understand how you can build reciprocity into your marketing so that you can actually get more customers and more clients in your business. So uh, you've probably heard of the term reciprocity. Uh, But if you haven't, I'm going to go over that first so that we're all on the same page. So reciprocity to me means basically you give something, you take something. So um, the easiest way to understand this is in a friendship. So let's say you're friends with somebody and you give them something of value. Um, This could be multiple things. (laughs) Uh, But if you do that, they're more likely to return the favor. Um, So... And this is kind of like a psychological thing that happens if, if you give something to somebody, um, whether it's your time, whether it's a present, whether it's an invitation to something, um, they kind of feel uh, a little indebted to you um, and want to return the favor, at least, you know, if you're a good friend. So, um, for example, you know, you can invite somebody to a dinner party um, where they come, they meet some of your other friends, they have a good time, and then they're more likely to invite you to a dinner party or some other type of event later on. So why I bring this up. So what uh, some people don't realize about marketing (laughs) in a service business is you're basically building a relationship. Um, Even if you're doing something online, uh, you're still building a relationship over time. And this is something that is kind of the foundation of a concept called inbound marketing, which is um, something that companies use uh, to basically create content that people consume And then eventually they want to learn more about this company and potentially work with them. So in uh, the corporate world, this uh, concept is, you know, um, called inbound marketing, where basically people research through content. And then uh, what companies are doing is they create different forms of content, but the most popular one is around thought leadership. So they show that they are an expert in something, that they can help uh, their customers or prospective customers through something called thought leadership content. So why that applies to your business is because you're kind of doing the same thing. If your customers or your clients don't know you, they need to get to know you somehow. And the way you do that is through content. And I've mentioned this stat before, but um, it's well known out there, but it takes at least seven interactions with a brand for somebody to trust that brand enough to want to buy from them. And the same goes for your brand or for your business. Um, 
you know, you can speed that up if you maybe meet somebody in person uh, at a networking event or do some kind of live event where you speak that that can be sped up. But generally, people are going to have to get to know you, get to understand uh, what you do, the services you provide. They have to understand that you know what you're talking about and that you are a leader um, and you can help them solve their problem. And so that is done through content marketing. And so the way you do this is you share valuable content. So uh, usually this is free content. Sometimes it can be paid uh, if you create like a low ticket offer, but generally people will consume your content, they'll learn something from you, uh, and it'll help them solve a specific problem that they have. So there's a lot of different ways you can do this. You can create what's known as a freebie or a lead magnet, where you help people solve a small piece of their problem, and then they wanna know more. So you know, you've already got them on your email list, most likely that's why you have a freebie. Um, and so you can continue to nurture that relationship and send them even more valuable content. If you don't have an email list because you're maybe new in business, that's fine. You can also share value on your social media channels. You can create um, posts, you can create a video, uh, you could even create a podcast like this. So I'm sharing value on this podcast and you're getting to know me a little bit. Um, so that's the kind of the point of creating content is so people can learn more about what you do. And also uh, at the same time, you're helping people solve a small piece of the problem that they're coming to you, you know, to, to look for that. So, um, I want you to think about it this way. So the last time you bought something, it could be a service, but it could also be a product. You probably didn't buy it the first time you looked you know, at this thing. So I'll, I'll give you an example from the product side of things, or maybe two examples. So I bought these socks recently. Uh, there's a well-known brand, you know, they basically, I saw their ads and I don't know how I got these ads. Somehow I was targeted and I saw them a couple times and, you know, I, I was curious. So I looked around uh, at their website. I thought about it and then, you know, life went on and I did something else. But after a while, you know, I was in the need of some socks. It was winter. Uh, I'm recording this in March. So, you know, this was a few months ago, but it was cold and I needed some warm socks. And, you know, I just figured, hey, why not? I'll try th this brand. And so I probably saw that ad like six or seven times before I pulled the trigger. And then it was an easy decision. I took a look around their website and I bought something. And so clearly it wasn't a big purchase, <laughs> but uh, it helped me uh, kind of get to know them over time. And the same thing goes for like with the reciprocity thing. I'll give you another example from a product business. But, you know, I'm an avid gardener and I am very much like a newbie. I've only been doing this for a couple of years. Uh, I did start pre-COVID, so it wasn't just COVID-related gardening and, and hobbies. But um, I watched all these YouTube videos from different gardening channels. Uh, these, you know, creators create content and I learn a lot of things. And instead of going to Amazon and buying, you know, gardening supplies like I have to every year, Recently, I've been buying things from these YouTube creators because they have good products. They talk about them in their videos as just one tiny little 
piece of the video, but I've seen them enough times and I trust them because I watch their content and I believe in what they're doing. So I've decided, you know what, maybe if I see a product that I like, I'll just buy it from them instead. And so I've bought seeds recently. I bought some um, containers for, you know, starting seedlings. And I'm going to continue doing that because I'd rather support somebody that I know than some giant, you know, uh, organization that already has a ton of money. So like that's kind of the concept of reciprocity where They've given me value over time, over even a year or more more that I've been watching these videos. So I don't mind spending some money and supporting them. You know, I'd rather support a small business than some giant conglomerate. Um, so that's reciprocity. And the same thing goes for a service business. And I think in a service business, it's even more important to provide value and show people that you know what you're talking about. But it's also service-based business owners are providing a service, but we also have this need to serve others. And this is a way that we can easily do that because we're trying to change the world in some little way in our business. And the way we can do that is by educating others, by sharing our opinion, by um, breaking down certain concepts. And that just is a natural fit for service-based business, not to mention that the people who are buying from us, they're not just buying a $20 pair of socks, you know, they're buying a service that is usually a lot more than that. So they need to basically have a stronger relationship with us and, you know, really trust us. So I think that's the difference between a product business and a service business where you really do have to build a relationship over time to get people uh, interested in wanting to work with you. And there's also something that's happened relatively recently in uh, the marketing world where, you know, a lot of people were sharing free value where they were creating content that, you know, let's say solves a specific problem or a small piece of a problem. And that's great to do. And that's probably what you should do when you're just getting started um, creating content. But I've seen kind of a shift recently where, the thought leaders or the people who, you know, are experts, instead of creating, you know, a piece of content to, you know, like top tips to X, Y, and Z, you kind of see them creating content that will actually help their audience shift their perspective. Because this kind of positions them as a thought leader instead of um, being in the group of people who are creating content where it's just, you know, here's five steps to do something, you know, um, and like, this is a subtle thing that I've, I've seen. Um, so it's not a, something you should like worry about too much, but, uh, if you want to be seen as a thought leader, as an expert, you do have to sometimes have a slightly different opinion than other people, or you need to help your audience see that maybe something they've been thinking isn't correct. Um, and there's a way you can do this if, if you see that your audience has a specific belief that they keep believing. So it's, uh, in the coaching world, it's called a limiting belief. Um, maybe you can help them break that down so they don't uh, let it stop them anymore. So in my case, you know, if 
I'm working with new business owners, they may think that they have no expertise in marketing and there's they're never going to be able to learn how to do it. And I can just gently tell them, look, like everybody started some, somewhere and you can learn how to market your business and you can become an expert at it. It'll just take time. So I can just like gently show them that, you know, maybe they're believing something that isn't really true. And, you know, everybody has to learn marketing, no matter what type of business you have, if you're going to do well. And, you know, everybody starts from a different place. And if you're, you know, holding that belief and it's stopping you from doing anything, then you're not going to get better. So it's kind of um, like a lose-lose scenario. So you have to change that belief so that people can actually try and learn as they go. So um, that's just a note on that type of content. But regardless, you know, when people consume your content and it helps them in some way, you're going to be the person they think of when they're looking to actually buy something. Going back to my example about the gardening materials that I buy, you know, I have watched like, (laughs) it's hard to admit, but I've watched like probably hundreds, maybe even thousands of hours of YouTube videos on gardening because it's a skill I wanted to learn and I didn't have anybody teaching me. So you know, I feel like I almost know these people because I I followed on them on Instagram. I've watched their YouTube videos, and there's certain ones that I follow in the UK, in the US, you know, all over. So if I'm looking to buy something related to gardening, then I'm gonna look there first. So the same concept applies in your business. If you are creating content that somebody is resonating with, whether or not you know it or not, because sometimes you are not aware of these things. Like if you're creating social posts, you don't always have all the all the data to know who's consuming your content. But somebody may be out there silently consuming your content and one day they become your customer. And to you, it feels like, oh, they just like, just learned about me. But in reality, they may have been consuming your content for a year before they pulled the trigger because maybe they weren't ready to buy from you yet. So you just want to keep that in mind. Um, And I will say, you know, there are going to be people who consume your content and never buy anything from you. But like, that's just the reality of it. And it doesn't really matter because the people who are interested in working with somebody they're going to look at your content and they're going to use it to decide if they want to contact you. And that's like the first step. I mean, they may have already consumed a blog post you wrote, a podcast you were on, uh, you know, some of your social content, but they see those things and that's what helps them make the decision to want to reach out to you. Uh, it's not just that they read your website once, you know, like it's, it's more of a journey than that, that they have to take. So every time you create your content, you want to keep that in mind. You want to understand, you know, why am I creating this piece of content? How is this content going to help my audience in some way? What will they get from reading it or from watching a video that I create or from, in my case, creating a podcast or listening to the podcast? Like there's a reason why I'm creating this content. It's not just because I like to hear myself speak. It's because I want to help somebody. Um, So, and I know this is true because a lot of my consults, you know, when somebody books a call to talk to me, uh, 
and not just a lot, most of them, I've done the, the digging in my data, they've come from Google search, which means that people find my content somewhere, you know, whether it's a blog post I've written, whether it's a podcast I've hosted or been on or something that I've created. And then they come to my website and they learn more about me and they read, you know, my services page or my about me page or my even just my homepage. And then they book a call with me. So they have had to consume something that I've created in order to book that call. So it's it's not like somebody just um, searches for something on Google and then immediately books a call. Like they have to consume something that you've created, some content online in order to do that. The only exception is maybe if it's like a referral uh, or maybe you met somebody at an event. But again, they're consuming you in a sense, like sounds weird, but, you know, they have gotten to know you at an in-person event or somebody vouched for you in terms of a referral. But all the other ways typically is somebody's consuming some content and then booking a call or doing, you know, the next step. So you have to keep that in mind. And that's basically why it's so important to create content. And another thing I'll mention is you actually also want to understand what kind of customer journey you're creating. Um, I actually did a whole episode on this, so I won't go into that into too much detail here. Uh, but basically, each piece of content that you create is going to basically create a customer journey for somebody. So, you know, not everybody's journey is going to look the same. There are people that will go online, search for a topic, find your website, consume very little of it because they were already in the headspace that they wanted to book a call with somebody. They wanted to find somebody to work with. And so it didn't take them a whole lot of research. You know, it was maybe gut feeling or um, they just liked your content that they read on your, your website and it resonated with them. And that's enough. But then there are other people who are going to have to, you know, it's going to be a longer journey. And so you basically have to do what's called nurturing, where uh, you nurture them along their journey. And so basically, um, they may sign up to your email newsletter, you, you know, provide them a freebie, then they get more email with valuable content, then you might invite them to an event that you're hosting. So it's like a longer process. And so you want to be aware of what you're building to help nurture them along that journey. So it's basically the difference between in marketing, uh, we call it like a hot, a warm, or a cold lead. So a cold lead is somebody who doesn't really know a lot about you, but maybe they um, are interested in working with somebody like you. And so they're kind of in the very early stages of the research phase. A warm lead, is maybe somebody who's on your email newsletter. They signed up and got a, your freebie. It helped them solve a problem that they had, and they're a little bit further along. And then a hot lead is like the person who signs up for your consult call or your discovery call or whatever you call it, strategy session. There's a lot of names for it. Uh, that person is like ready to go and they're in the decision-making process. So you definitely want to um, be aware of what they've like looked at on your website um, and you'll find out from them like what, what their goals are 
and you're in a conversation, you're, you're building a relationship with them. And so uh, they can make a decision pretty quickly because they've already consumed some of your content or they're just in that space of, I want to hire somebody and I don't even need to go through and uh, like look at all their content. So I know that's a lot. <laughs> so I actually have a free content masterclass that I created. It's an hour long and I share um, a little bit more about what, I, what I'm just talking about, the customer journey and the just best practices for creating content because that is kind of the backbone of this uh, marketing with reciprocity and inbound marketing. Um, so you can check that out. I'll leave a link uh, to it in the show notes. You can also come to my website, agathabrewer.com, and you can find it there on my resources page. Um, and then also uh, I have my program, which is called Launch With Ease. If you haven't heard me uh, talk about it, it is my one-on-one -on -one coaching program for new entrepreneurs. And I work with you hand-in-hand -hand to help you uh, create your marketing plan for your business. And we can totally talk about content because it's something I'm very passionate about. And I can help you come up with uh, some of those topics that you might want to talk about in your business and some of the content types. And I, what's kind of unique about the program is I also help you figure out the best marketing strategies for you because I want to make sure that the marketing strategies that you choose are actually aligned with you. Uh, and the reason that's important is because if they're not aligned with you and your personality and your strengths, then you just won't do them. And we need to be consistent in our marketing to get results because like I said, it takes people several touches, it's called a touch point in marketing, um, to want to work with you. And you need to create enough content for them to be able to do that. So if you create one blog post or one podcast episode or one video, that's usually not enough content. So you have to continually uh, create content uh, in order for people to get to know you enough to want to work with you. So again, uh, I'll mention my content masterclass and also launch with ease. Uh, you can find those both on my website and I'll put uh, links in the show notes so you can easily find them. So I hope this was helpful. I hope that you start including um, this concept of reciprocity, of sharing uh, value in your marketing, uh, because it's really a fun way to market. And you, you know that even if somebody doesn't become your client immediately or even ever, that you've still helped them in some way. And it feels good to market this way um, because our businesses aren't here just to make money. They're actually here to serve others. Um, and a lot of the people that I work with want to make a difference in the world. So in a small way, our content is doing that. So um, keep creating this awesome content and uh, reach out to me if you need any help doing so. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Solopreneur. I hope you're getting some good information and some inspiration to help you grow your business. If you like what you've heard and you want the support of a business coach, come on over to agathabrewer.com and schedule a free consultation with me. In this call, we'll talk about your goals for your business 
and see if it makes sense for us to work together. My one-on-one coaching program is specifically built to help new entrepreneurs like you launch and grow a successful business. This program will help you get clarity on what you want to build, create a strategic plan of action, and identify and release any mindset blocks that are standing in your way. Because building a business shouldn't be so hard. And with my support, you'll reach your goals way faster than if you try to do it all alone. So I invite you to give yourself the gift of personalized support so you can build your dream business that allows you to live the life you want and make a bigger impact on the world.